0: Welcome to Good Christian People, an honest conversation between church leaders who recognize we're not perfect, we're barely good, but we want to be great. On today's episode, Brianna teaches Josie how to pick up chicks, Tim and I make fun of people who end their prayers with A-Women, and together we discuss the importance of corporate worship. Everybody, welcome back to Good Christian People, the podcast, episode 22. Dose, Ah, uh, dos. oh, There you go. Dosto. dose. Dos, dos. mm-hmm. <laughs> Brianna, do you know any foreign languages? I do not.
1: Latin. Okay, good. You're supposed to know Latin as know an esquire. Some, you should uh, know a little yeah. bit. We I talked know
2: about some Latin week. phrases. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, welcome back to the uh, podcast. I'm Jeff, that's Tim, that's Josie. And with us again for a second week in a row, is Brianna Jarrett Esquire? What up? Hello. <laughs> She's way See, too classy guess the for first, this I the first episode with her, you know, there was a long delay after the introduce the guest, and then she says hello. And Am I allowed to call you Bree? No. How I about call her Bree. There's only one. <laughs> How about Anna?
2: There's only one person who calls me Brie and I don't mind it. And that's oh, I'm making Ari's it too. Pediatrician.
0: <laughs> oh, because Ari's Pediatrician can do anything they want. That's correct. Yeah. Anna? Doctor Anna's P is no good.
2: No, definitely not. Right.
0: No. We had a long time when you first came to faith, uh, the church, not the actual Jesus, where we had to train everyone that your name is not Brianna. I know. I don't correct anyone. in Glen Burnie... And all of Baltimore, Brianna is where it's at. Right. I get it. I call you Bri behind your back. Just It's fine. I listen. call her I B. call you stuff behind your back. Yeah. <laughs> I call her B in texts. Well, I'm glad we're all out in the open. Happy, Happy New C- Year, y'all. Happy New Year. This is our first episode after the New Year.
1: Well, first well, recording. Well, yeah.
0: Sure. But I mean, right. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. So everybody else has listened to our ultra long episode. And I say everybody. I mean probably 10 people. Ain't nobody got through Ain't that. That was a week. long episode. No. Josie sent it to me and he said, "Hey, edit this," and uh, or listen to it for editing. And I went, oh, "Okay, give me a couple days." Like it was, <laughs> it was long. So this episode is not going to be that long, uh, but I don't God, think it's going to be that blood blood interesting because I think we had all of our interesting conversation before Josie pressed record. So that'll yeah. be on the Patreon. We'll go back and we'll we'll make all that up. Tim, your laptop is pink. No, it's red. It's rosy. I mean, it's okay. It's red. It's salmon. It is salmon. Yes. It is.
1: Yeah. It's, just like a, it's like a linen red. We I need to take a plenty picture of linen the red adventure. shirts, exactly like that.
0: Tommy Bahama. Tommy, Get it from eBay. Tommy B. How was everyone's New Year's Eve and New Year's Day? Anybody I stayed up till
1: midnight for the first time in a long time. Really? Yeah. Was it, it worth it? A, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. No. I, yeah. I. 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 Honestly, I wanted to see Times Square without people, and yeah. then all I saw were those little dancing Planet Hollywood things. Mm-hmm. And I also realized how old I am because I knew none of the artists that were featured anywhere. I yeah. It's like A Rod and J Lo, and like I, like, I, I know them, but yeah. that's it.
3: Jesse, Super what old. You, what did you do? Um, sat up until midnight and then went back to my house and uh, had a friend come over from Minnesota. And we sat up until 6 a.m. talking.
0: Did you quarantine? Yeah. We're fine. You liar. That's good. You had fun. That's awesome. Good for you. You had a friend come in. Bree Bree, what did you do? <laughs> I stick. got
2: groceries with Ari. We were given <laughs> six free lollipops.
1: Okay, <laughs> you sent us the text. That's pretty. Now is that just like just like I cute kid? You, let's give you lollipops. Kind if of thing? you
2: take a three-year-old to a grocery store in a wheelchair, you're getting free lollipops.
1: But like people just flock. Yeah. Yeah. So a three-year-old in a grocery store. Well, <laughs> all right. So if I'm a single dude and if I want ladies to flock to me, which okay, Josie, um, what's Listen. better? Yeah, Joe. So what? So as a woman, what is better? Take a puppy. Out in public or a three year old in a wheelchair? Which I think a three year old in a wheelchair. All right, there you go. Definitely. Yeah.
3: Uncle Joe, you want to do some babysitting? Yeah. At what point <laughs> does it become inappropriate <laughs> to utilize your child in this way?
2: At no point. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I yeah. mean, it's. There's lots of day-to-day things that we have to do that are unpleasant. So I'm taking advantage of it. Sure. For yeah.
1: real, we're not talking about Ari in his wheelchair with Brianna not here,
0: but no, he's a get, kid that look, we all we get love. We the
2: best parking yeah. of every place we go. Sure. And we get to the front of the line everywhere we are, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great. So, I take full advantage of it. And I tell Ari if we're at the back of a line, I just ask him if he could like cough or
0: something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and we also, I, I made uh, friend. Palms for the poor. Exactly. All <laughs> right, this is a long line. Could you, like, cough or <laughs> cry? Or <laughs> so Tiny Tim uh, is... Tiny Tim. That's what
1: you... You have Tiny Tim. We have Tiny Tim. Right.
2: Yeah. He came with his little dinosaur mask and his wheelchair, and they gave us handfuls of lollipop. Organic lollipops. Nice. Of course. Um, and, uh, but, I, but,
0: like, grocery stores closed by, like, six. So I guess what we're saying is, what did you do for the rest of the evening we like, watched
2: um that new pixar Soul? movie we Soul. watched yeah. Soul. It, was, it? it was really good yeah. we liked it and i made uh after we put the kids in bed i made fred a mixed drink hot buttered rum i saw that so hot so buttered, a, rum. Hot it buttered looked, rum it looked good i thought to celebrate the end of 2020 you should yeah. drink different? some melted butter is that different
1: the butter beer from what's what's your, that's yeah. from star trek right the butter <laughs> beer <laughs> I have no or, idea. No, it's Star Harry Wars. Potter. Star Wars. Sorry. Harry Potter. Potter. I oh, wouldn't. I have not right. watched
2: any of those. Star Wars or Harry Potter. Potter. Lord
1: of the Rings was going to be my next guest. I know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no hot butter and rum.
1: I know exactly where it's from, but you just see the see the pain in his eyes right now. <laughs>
0: he was so mad. He was like, I will fight <laughs> you. Bears
1: beats Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. Are they?
0: <laughs> We didn't do anything all that exciting. No, we did. We went to uh, we went out to a, a nice big fancy dinner. Did you quarantine? No. Uh, but we did the night before we went back to the movies. So I know we've talked about this. We went to the movies. We had to go out of our County in order to go. Mm. Uh, we went to see the live action foreign language dubbed into English Pinocchio. Nerd. Like, if you, if you saw, like, that's how desperate my wife was to get out of the house. I showed her two trailers. One was of, like, the new uh, Tom Hanks when he's, like, helping a girl and it's News a Western. of the world. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of like, oh, it looks pretty good. I mean, the kids will be bored, but they'll sleep through it. And uh, But then she was like, oh, no, Pinocchio looks good. I'm like, I don't I've think anyone's ever said that before. <laughs> Pinocchio looks good. And so we... It's, I'm it's, a real boy. Yeah, but it, it's... Filmed in Italian with Roberto Benigni, but it's mm. dubbed into English, and oh, that's journal. almost never good. Yeah, this movie was amazing. Really, it was. Well, if you're like we weren't, but the whole time, and we had the whole theater to ourselves. Literally, not one other person was in the theater, and so we were like, "This is great." So we were talking about the movie, we were laughing about it. My kids were like scared to death of it because it is a foreign language film, in which the Just everything about it is so weird and unapologetically bizarre. And so, like, they So, in other
1: words, foreign cultures are weird.
0: The way they filmed it, they had a cricket. They had Jiminy Cricket, but there's no other way to say this, but then they had... The film, half of the cast were little people Mm. in crazy makeup. The cricket was... Like Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz meets Pinocchio. But, I mean, it's the stuff of nightmares, but it also, like, the first 15 minutes, I'm like, I don't... I don't know if I'm going to survive the next two hours, but then I went. You know what? I'm just going to let them take me wherever they want to go, and I'm going to say yes. And if you do that, it is a wild ride. It is an absolutely wild ride.
1: That's a good Christian thing to do. Just give yourself over to some sort of a... yeah.
0: No, for two hours. Yeah. No, uh, n- okay. not long term. Not long term. But uh, so that was that was absolutely wild. Anything this movie else? before
1: me, the cross behind me, right for two hours. Yeah. Right. Okay. Exactly. Right.
0: Sure. Uh, so if you get a chance to see Pinocchio. Um, it would probably, I mean, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to do. A lot of people are not going to like that movie. Um, but if, especially, I mean, i hope no one's on drugs. Uh, that's because, what I was going <laughs> to ask. Yeah. Was
1: this like a psychedelic experience if, for you?
0: If you were on drugs, mm-hmm. you would not be well Pink, after the end of this movie.
1: Was uh, Pink Floyd like a part of the soundtrack at all?
0: No, but it wouldn't have been out of place. I mean, Dead. there were just so many things that you were like, you know what? I'm not even going to ask. I like, w- yeah, let's just go with it. That's, all right. What that's else? Fine.
3: Well, you know what I watched this week? Oh, I can't wait! Something nerdy. You're so excited. The season three of Cobra Kai came out, and I am so hyped. I watched all of it single binge, ten episodes, half hour episodes. They were great.
1: How old were you when Karate Kid came out? He it was negative
3: matter. fifteen years old. <laughs> yeah, it was like eighty four, eighty three, or something. Yeah. Um, the, the The reason why Cobra Kai and and the Karate Kid's like so special to me is because of the style of karate that I got like my black belt in. Mm-hmm is the same style that the guy that wrote the movies trained in. Okay. So Mr. Miyagi is based off of, like, a, an actual figure known as Chojin Miyagi, who's, like, the guy that created Goju-ryu the style I trained. So they throw in all these little references in the show that are just really fun for me to sit down and, like, point, and scream every time I see a picture of him or... But, like, we wouldn't get it. I mean, y- you would get it if, like, if you knew it, but... No. So we wouldn't get it. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also, like, just really fun
0: to watch i
2: heard that it was really good to watch it's it's a lot of nostalgia nostalgia. yeah
0: i will say this we tried watching it i didn't get it brandon right now is screaming brandon is our uh, our podcast historian and he loves cobra kai Mm -hmm. and i watched the first episode or two and i was like i don't i don't know if this is for me Um, but I, I may go try it again, but I've, I've heard nothing but good things except from myself. So I don't know. And maybe I need to revisit it guys. This is a very insane week. We're recording this on the fourth and uh, politically a lot is happening this week. So they entered, they, I guess, inducted or swore in the 117th Congress yesterday, Uh, tomorrow is the runoff in Georgia, which will determine who holds the Senate.
1: I think it's pronounced Georgia,
0: Georgia. And then on Wednesday, apparently Congress is supposed to sign off on the electors and say whether or not the election that happened and has been uh, validated multiple times. Uh, is actually legit or not. So this this may be the last episode we do uh, because I hear civil war is breaking out on Thursday. Fallout shelter is it's, being prepared. But then something happened yesterday, and I hope you all have not heard about this yet. But when they swore in and they started the 117th Congress, they had... Uh, a man and a
1: woman? Yes! Yes, <laughs> I did hear it. that.
0: Oh, you took it. Representative Emanuel Cleaver got up to do the invocation Yeah. and at the end he said amen and a woman. <laughs> no, which is just the dumbest thing. Like
1: Right, because amen is not, uh, like yeah, it's because not that is a reference to a gender, sure.
0: It no. is, yeah. And and so he's like we're trying to be inclusive. Well, so th- what which, Yeah, I know. He said amen and a woman.
1: All right, so this might be totally over the line, but if it, that's the case, Shouldn't like not it
0: be a woman?
1: A woman, right. right?
0: But it <laughs> even should be a man. It should be a man.
3: But it's not even like no. I, I literally just looked up the the etymology of amen. It's based off <laughs> so of be it eclat, ecclesiastical yeah. Latin. Right. It, it literally just means true, right? Like let it be so. Let it be so so yeah. what
0: does so what does a woman mean then? So if amen know. means let it be. Or, you know, so be Here's, it. Then, a woman would be like, not on my watch. Oh, or, yeah, like, I don't let know. it be
3: passive aggression. <laughs> well, what I'm getting ready to say
1: <laughs> is evidence of why I filter and actually write down notes in my sermon so I don't shoot from the hip. But if we're now supposed to take all words that have men in it and change it to women, um, what about. <laughs> what about <laughs> what about the word menstruation count. which has nothing to do with men people is have, this, have mentioned that is this now womanstration well, is we, this what yeah. it's supposed to be
3: sorry i don't want to cut you off because you are the woman in the room uh, <laughs> debatable let's debatable. mansplain this to you <laughs> yes but what about the word what about the word woman that has the word man in it so like well it should we just, be woman we woman. just have like no well, it's, woman. it's infinite because every whoa 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 whoa
0: yeah
1: I mean, honestly, when my wife walks in the room, I say, whoa, 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 oh, yes, earning points on that If only
0: you and she listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the difficult, so here's the thing that I thought was so funny. Like, there were a lot of people who were really upset about the amen and a woman thing. I mean, yeah. they were really, like, Christians that were like, oh, I can't believe it. You know, this is, you know, Jesus wants us to end our prayers this way. Oh. And I'm like, that's fine. You can, Whatever. There was so many troubling things the man said prior to that. Yeah, I didn't. Where I he just went saw on, that. He, ref, he, he closed his prayer with saying, and we pray to you, Lord, our monotheistic God, Lord, Brahma, and going by many other names. So, I mean, like he called out like Hindu gods, said God is monotheistic. And I just don't know if people just don't know what these words mean. Uh, or is the mask and they couldn't hear it but they everybody got really up I thought the amen and a woman was, was the, least, the offensive. least offensive thing but the whole thing is just so funny well, that, like I just it's so ridiculous I think
2: that's a really silly way to try and gender neutralize oh yes your language I mean I I appreciate um when what, what I think is the right way to go about it where we say instead of Cut her their or his <laughs> his or her you'll see intentionally people are saying mm-hmm. her or mm-hmm. she. Like if there's a sure. choice of pronoun, we're going to use the feminine because for so long we've used the masculine. Okay, I appreciate that and I understand what we're doing there, but a man and a woman I don't understand. So um, what I make it's, it's, I very, it's trite. It's like his story and her story. Right. I catch some I mean, flack
1: from some people with the, the translation scripture. Just I just use. want to so point out, the, you cut her off. I did. Yeah. The CSB, which it varied. It, it, I mean, it. everybody um, you know, translates from the Greek and the Hebrew in different ways, but one of the things that CSB did was they went gender neutral in a lot of different things. So instead of, uh, you know, he died for all of mankind, he died, you know, Jesus died for all men and women, you know, and added women in when it used to just say men, 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 men. Um, and I, I do catch some flack for that when I, you know, I find it easier when I'm reading it to a bunch of men and women right. for it to be applicable How to dare you. Right. Uh, yeah. If I'm just doing a men's Bible study, I'll use the correct
0: translation. No, no man. when I, <laughs> when I, when I preach, I use the correct translation and I just expect the husbands to explain it to the wife at home.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I don't mean that at all. Oh man. I really hope Jen doesn't listen to this, um, yeah. Because she can beat you up, for sure. Oh, absolutely. That's without question. So anyway, the amen and a woman thing was just the best thing that I've heard in just an insane week. So hopefully it's good. How much will
1: you pay me to end my prayer this upcoming Sunday in that
0: way? I I mean uh amen and <laughs> I, I i i'm just do I'm, it just do it <laughs> just do i'm not it, giving dear. you any money but I'd you should do it for the triple dog uh, that's good I okay like uh let's get into listener feedback and analytics brianna do you have anything you'd like to say to our friends in council bluffs about last week i didn't think so i just want to go on record and say i don't think i no longer think council bluffs is a real place I, we have called them out so many times, and and asked them to write us. And Tim they have. Tim said he's been there. I've been there. No, it's it's <laughs> like it's no, you haven't. I
1: spent a week there
0: one night. Yep, absolutely. Spent <laughs> a week. Did Council Bluffs? Did you hear what Tim just said about you? You should totally email us at goodchristianpod yeah. at gmail.com. dot
1: coffee. I told you, I've been there. Like literally. I'm telling
0: you, man, it's fake. Okay. You were part of the Matrix or Twin Peaks or something, but Council Bluffs proved to me that you are real. We are going to continue our conversation. Let's do it about worship, and today we're going to focus specifically on corporate worship. All of us have been a part of corporate worship experiences for a long time, and I know we have some good stories. Uh, no idea what we're going. I mean, I know what I'm going to share. I just have one story, but I would love to hear from you guys—funny, weird, unique, off the wall strange stories, memorable moments that you have had in a corporate worship experience, particularly leading. Like I want to, you know, I mean, if you, sure. If you've seen something that was like really weird, uh, but who wants to go first? Somebody tell us a funny story.
1: Oh, So I'll go funny. Then I'll go just cringe. All right. Okay. So funny. And it's really not even funny because it's one of those have to be there. But uh, previous church preaching in a cafeteria on a stool, you know, everybody's just kind of at tables and chairs and, uh, the phone goes off and like, I let it, you know, it's like a ring, I'm like I find somebody will get it. Second ring, somebody will get it. And then I realized, oh, crud, that's mine. I had to reach yeah. into my pocket to actually do it. And so I never lived that one down at all. Had to, had to move out of town because yes. yeah, it just, it wasn't good. Cringe worthy was at this church when I was not on the pulpit way back when, when a previous pastor was preaching and, um uh it was absolutely i mean it was just it's still kind of gives me like the willies because i'm like now standing there in that spot and i i hope that i would not have to go through this and it's just it's one of those things that gives me nightmares he was up and he just you know he's preaching and there was this noise going on and it was just kind of this <laughs> noise you know it was almost like a weed whacker or something you know you hear it, and um at one point in time, he finally stopped his message and he said, is there, you know, any of the deacons in the room, if you could go out there in the parking lot, it sounds like somebody's like, you know, has like a remote control car out there and it's just like going out. It's really distracting. And as soon as he said that, there was a gentleman over on that side of the, uh, of the auditorium that stood up and said, nope, that's my son. We'll leave. And had a special needs child that was no. there who was just like humming and making no. noise and they in silence walked out of the and I remember our pastor was just beside himself, like oh. countenance gone. Like, oh, I had no idea. Dang. No idea. But that wow. was a rough moment in worship for sure.
0: Okay. Well, I was hoping to have something that'd be like, ha, oh, that's cute. That's no, funny. Man.
1: I, I, I wanted to get that out of the way. So now you guys can bring the funny story. I was
0: sobering. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know what? So I, I said I have two stories. I have one about me, but I, I, I'm going to tell one about one of our guests, not you. But uh, Dave Kurtz said probably the funniest thing I've ever heard in worship he was, he was doing his graduation—he's our youth pastor, and so he was doing, like, his graduation sermon uh, talking about, you know, what it was like growing up and having mentors and people that you look up to. And he was talking about this one woman who was, like, a, a, the mother of one of his best friends and just had a great faith, and she was just this great woman of God, and, and he just was almost, like, getting emotional about it. Like he, I mean, he was. He was. He was just very much like she really showed me what it meant to follow God and be faithful and da 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 da. And then at the crescendo, (laughs) I hope to be. I one day hope to be half the woman she is. I remember you saying that. And I was backstage, and I was like, you know, you try to be quiet backstage, and and I'm listening, and I just guffawed. I like, I actually, I was mid. I put that out on Facebook. During his message, because I just said, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. See, how do you just use general neutral? you would have been fine. Follow your dreams, man. (laughs) 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 I got another one. Rihanna, what do you got? Oh,
2: I think, uh, oh, I got two. One, uh, I think our first Sunday here at Faith, and um, when Tim, Tim, you got up to speak, and you gave everyone a lecture for not volunteering in the preschool class. Oh, nice. Yeah. (laughs) It's like super
0: awkward. Yeah.
2: He was like, shame on everyone. He didn't say it like that. I don't,
1: uh, yeah. How did I say it? Because you said now it I want to like,
2: know. You said, like, let me just take a second and just as a pastor, you said it in a very diplomatic way, but it was also, everyone was kind of like looking around like, he's mad. Dad's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> mad. <laughs> he's really angry. <laughs> uh, it was our first Sunday here. so Everybody that,
1: just wants to take, take, take. Nobody wants he to get like, him. He was All like,
2: right. let me just admonish you as the pastor, that lead pastor. We didn't have anyone serving as a. As a Sunday school teacher, and somebody should have stepped up, basically, is yeah. what he said. And I was like, I mean, he's not wrong. Was I
1: wrong? Yeah, no, exactly. No, you're right. You're
2: absolutely right. Um, and but it wasn't
1: very visitor-friendly, is it, what you're saying. I was just like,
2: man, they mean business here. Like, I Like, gosh, if somebody... I mean, if there's no teacher... I need to volunteer. I mean, I don't want to get yelled at. Um,
0: like, I am a guest, but sure. Point I feel. Me in the right I, f- direction. I felt
2: compelled. I felt compelled to volunteer for something. <laughs> the
0: power yeah. of Christ compels me. So the yeah. long, what you figured out is the longer you stay here, the less it's compelling. It's like okay,
2: <laughs> oh, he does this <laughs> all the time. Not, he does all Whatever. The time. That's how it starts.
0: <laughs> um, the mad. second
2: one, I think, all, it was not long after the twins were born. It was like one of my first weeks back after the twins were born. I was still trying to figure out how to come to church and juggle that sure. like all the kids. I I think like during the countdown Lena was having a fit in the first row. And and it's during the countdown, Jeff, mm-hmm. and I'm leading the first song. Jeff mm-hmm. was like, "Are you going to make it back on stage?" And I was like, "I will. I'll, I'll stick the landing." Yeah. Here. But he was like, "I'm going to have to teach the kid this song like within 10 seconds." Um but I did ma- I did make it back on stage, but during the offering, Lena ran on the stage mm-hmm. and wrapped that. herself around my legs and remained there. For the rest of worship. Nice. I remember coming home and I just, Fred was like, how did it go? And I think this is before we were live streaming. Yeah. And I just flopped down on the couch and I was like, I don't want to <laughs> talk to anyone for like three or four hours. But I, you know, yeah. I,
1: I, I like those moments. I, some of my favorite moments is just like when we'll do like our family worship and have the kids up on stage and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And Lennon just like stands next to you, just like stone faced. <laughs> yeah just like just i don't mind that on a family there. sunday but this right. was like yeah, like was i a couldn't punish sunday,
2: right? her she looked at me like she knew there's nothing you can do about this <laughs> yeah there's literally nothing you can do about She's this daring you and poor judy <laughs> in the something. front row she was supposed to be sitting with judy and judy is looking at me going i'm sorry
1: <laughs> say
0: something so sorry yeah. no it's cute i mean it's cute it when wasn't kids, it was horrifying the um Probably one of the most memorable things that have ever happened to me. And and no one knows about it. Like, I have to tell people about this because it just was. I well, even if, after
1: you tell this now, still no one's going to know about it. But
0: anyway. I know. I'm pretty I,
2: sure I know what you're going to say. I, I, I think you
0: do. There was one day, and I think it was before you came on. So I was leading everything. And I, you know, I get allergies. I get congested and fight through it. And I mean, there's sometimes you just like, you're just, you're, the stuff is on your throat. And you're just like, <clears throat>. we get to the, almost the end of the, uh, we get almost to the end of the, of the music set and we've got one more song to do. It's a special that we're going to do following the offering, We we'll do the prayer. The offering has taken place. I think there was a video or something something's getting ready to happen. And I go to cough and I cover my mouth like I do, you know, cover, give it, put a fist right in front of it. And as I coughed, everything that was on my throat came up. And it was on my hand Ooh, and nice. I'm staring at it and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. I have to stay on stage. You just wipe it on your shirt. Right. <clears throat> and I look down and normally I have tissues in my pocket or something. Like when I'm congested, I just, I know and I didn't there. It's in my coat. It's on the front row. And I just take my hand and I put it in my pants pocket and just wipe straight no. up. And I'm like, the show must go on. Like there's nothing I can do at this point. That was the grossest thing that's ever happened to me in worship. Um, I mean, there, so you got to been... loogie on stage. I did, shouldn't... but I caught it, and I didn't know it was coming. <laughs> I was like, and the next thing I know, I'm like, there is just this slimer on my covering my fist, and I'm like, I hope nobody saw what just happened. And then I just had to be real subtle and smooth about it, and uh, and no one saw it. I mean, I'm, I'm a professional, but man, that was gross. I don't miss it, Joe, You got anything funny? I mean, when you sit in the board. Or you sit in the room and you're running stuff. You see things, you hear things. Is there anything that is memorable to you?
2: But not embarrassing to us.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Don't embarrass us.
3: uh, The stories I have are all from like when I was a kid. That's fine. In terms of what I see, I, I will comment with no story in particular that there are times I sit in that booth and I point and I just scream like, no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) either like something's just wrong. I don't know. Uh, I send Klein a list of comments. If you ever want to see any of them, <laughs> you can probably figure out which ones I did. That's our Patreon. Um, I have been an adult for a short time, which means that most of my, my lived experience has been as a child. That's um, what being
0: a, a young adult means. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yes. Uh, I, I have one that I remember and one that I don't. So uh, the one I remember, I was like, I don't know, guess six or so. We had a guest pastor here. And he was, it was either some special service or Sunday morning he was preaching. And um, he had done some big theological roundup. And then he kind of paused and he, like in his southern jaw, went, We having fun yet? And I, I don't remember doing it, but I've been told that uh, just after he asked that question, a, a voice rang out from the crowd saying, No. That was you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> the other thing. That reminded me of one. I'm gonna, all right, go ahead. Yeah, go I, ahead. I've got so many more stories now in my mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, so there is a, a congregant here at, at the church that um, is very passionate and very into like hugs and praying with people and doing things, and everyone knows who he is. And I don't think we need to mention his name. Um, but he regularly references some service from when I was like six or seven, where apparently I was just like belting, like singing. And he he talks about it every time I see him, and I have no idea what he's talking about. But he's it. It means something to him, so I I'm glad that it happened.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> after hearing you do some harmonization on White Christmas, I can understand why he was so moved. At I six or seven, know. he was all over the place. You haven't listened to it. Uh, there was one more. I'll tell this. This is probably. This is probably one that we should edit out. I shouldn't even tell this one, but it was a Thanksgiving Eve service and I had nothing to do that night. I wasn't, so I had the joy of sitting with my family towards the back and my daughter, Joy, probably four, she probably four or five. And uh, yeah, and she was, you know, getting antsy. The service was taking forever and and she just kind of laying back there and she just looks up. And it's one of those moments as a parent, you're like, okay, I can keep this under control. I can keep this under control. And she just looked right at me and went, Nipple. (laughs) And I went Okay. And she knew by the reaction you shouldn't say that here. And so she said a little louder, nipple.
1: And I was like, Just randomly? Randomly.
0: Yeah. She knew what she was doing. I mean she's she was a little devil at this time. And she just goes nipple. Just kept getting louder nipple and, like, <laughs> and i tell you what man my wife was so red faced and uh, and i mean it was it was hilarious and the people around us 100 percent heard it i mean but uh but she was covering her mouth and we're like nipples one of those words it is yeah it is it's totally to innocuous
1: say. you know
3: like to, you know just neutral word that is weird yeah i'll say I, you just clip the ever-loving butts out of that nipple yeah the last one so it sounds hilarious i need All you
0: right. to isolate that you just clip the ever-loving butts out of that nipple. Like, I don't know... One more story.
1: I'm going to try to keep it like 30 seconds Please. so then we can move on. Uh, I've taken a lot of chances from the pulpit, you know, gone out on a lot of limbs, but this is the furthest limb I've ever gone out. Joe, you were there. Uh, we took the uh, youth group, I was a youth pastor, took the youth um, down to Puerto Rico for a mission trip. We went down a day early on Sunday morning. We went to San Juan Bautista Cathedral uh, there in Puerto Rico. Hey, you know this one? <laughs> All right. Uh, you remember it. All right. So anyway, so, we're, so I wanted culture. I like to take the kids experience more culture. So the, the it was a Roman Catholic Mass, all in Spanish, and we went in just this beautiful cathedral. We had no idea what was going on. We were standing up, you know, two seconds after everybody else, sitting down after everybody else, but the kids were, you know, they were they were okay. They were kind of enjoying the time. They were being respectful. And then at some point in time, the priest who was up there, I realized, like, he's saying something that I, I don't know, but then slowly but surely, people's heads start pointing and, like, turning back to us, like the gringos in the room. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, Like, did we do something? Did somebody do something? And the the priest kept repeating the same thing over and over, and everybody just kept looking back, and he's saying the same thing. And I realized he's saying, donde? And then about something that I don't understand. And the limb that I went out on, which, praise the Lord and the Holy Spirit that was there in the room with me that day, I stood up and said, Baltimore, Maryland, and then everybody clapped, and I was like, "Oh, I guessed right! Oh, I guessed right!" Because they were like, "Where are you guys from? Where are you guys from? Where are you guys from? Where are you guys from?" You guys from? And it's just over and over until I finally answered.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got. I mean, there, there's so many things you could have said differently. Just stand up and go,
3: "Nipple." <laughs> well, what he's not telling you is that like it was all in Spanish, and then they asked the question. He he responded, and then they did a prayer, and then. The prayer was also in Spanish, but you could hear them. They go like, Bla, blah, 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 or Baltimore, Maryland, yeah. <laughs> blah, 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 Baltimore. So like they included
0: They it. were praying for us. That's yeah. good. That's amazing. Yeah, so corporate worship can be amazing, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to pick up on our conversation from last week. Next week, we're going to talk uh, on personal worship. We're going to figure out how we can do that. Brianna, are you coming back next week?
2: I don't. I feel very put on the spot right now. I know. Yeah. Did I didn't you ask? ask you. You, didn't, you I, didn't ask me. I think I asked I sort of you on did. film. No, you did not. On film. I think I sort of did.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. We'll have you back, Fred. Um, if you're
2: listening, do you mind if I come back next? Yeah. Week? He's not listening.
0: Yeah, Fred. No, he's not. <laughs> I, I I played for him the edit. I was like, hey, listen, yeah, I know. and he was like, oh, I can't wait to listen. Anyway, guys, we're going to continue our discussion. Corporate worship, we talked about, uh, mentioned last week, that it is central to the life of the church. It is communion with God and with others. And I want to go on and say that a healthy church is a church that worships together. And so in the this conversation we're going to have, we're going to talk about how you can promote a healthy corporate worship experience, whether you are a layperson, whether you are clergy, uh, or whether you're from Council Bluffs, a town that doesn't exist. Just how can we improve our corporate worship experience? And so one of the things that I wanted to start out with is that there are a lot of different ways to express and to carry out our corporate worship. You know, Josie, this has kind of been one of your things for a long time, is that there are lots of different expressions, things that, that you know that churches can do, ways that churches go about doing it. But, what should church members be looking for? Like when they evaluate their 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 time at a church, if let's say you're looking around for a church, you know, I believe you know most people are heading in the front door, which is the corporate worship experience. You know what should you be looking for if you are, are in a church, what should you be evaluating, and what should you be looking for your church to be doing? Uh so I just want to kind of throw that open in terms of what are the different things that must be a part of a corporate worship experience for you. Who are you asking? All of you. Oh, I, I thought my I, would, I, answer thought I is, would start with the people in the room.
1: Yeah. So I, I figured you guys are going to land on, we'll talk music here in a little bit, mm-hmm. but my answer is spirit and truth. That's it. Like, do you need music a part of a corporate worship? No. Uh, do you need proclamation of the scripture? No. Do you need prayer? No. You need spirit and truth. So you, there's a lot of different elements to a worship, but if it doesn't have, if it's not bathed in truth... And if it doesn't have the Holy Spirit, then you don't have a gathering of worship
0: okay I'm interested that you said that. Now John chapter back. four Spirit uh, and truth I've heard I've heard that passage yeah. before. I thought yeah, I knew it was from the Bible. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah, so I, I did some research on this one the yeah, uh, Lord did. and <laughs> you know just looking up the components of like what in it what's in a mass and I, I've kind of fell down this really cool rabbit hole. Did you know that there's something called Byzantine Rite Lutheranism? I didn't. That's amazing. Um, and I realized that in in a sense, like w- the way that we do worship, our, our traditional, like come in, sing some songs, have a time of prayer, um, and then do the message was, is, I don't take it the wrong way, but it's fairly simplistic. Sure. Like it, it's very bare bones when you look at like what everyone else does. And in a sense, I, I think we do the bare minimum of what I would consider as being necessary for worship. Yesterday we did a benediction for, I don't know, the first time ever in a really long time. And it was, it was like, it felt good, but I, I'm not sure if things like that are quote unquote necessary. Well, you're half
0: Catholics. So. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: I yeah, didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Fred grew up in the Catholic Church.
1: He's not half Catholic. He's just like turning Catholic with every every, yeah. p- every week. Oh my as,
0: God! As I'm, so, I'm
2: so so attacking right now. No, the
0: the more time he spends in a Baptist church, the more he becomes Catholic. Like, why it's are we? Like, yeah. Why are we being more
1: liturgical, guys? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> like, Whatever. why why make up prayers when we could just read them? Well,
3: I mean, you have the breakdown. You have like. Um, you have the introductory rites, you have the liturgy of the word, the liturgy of the Eucharist, the communion rite, the concluding rite, like all of these yeah. different rites and mm-hmm. these segments. And when you boil that all down, what you get is time of prayer, time of um, of like musical worship or just like expressive worship, and then a time of like proclamation. Um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of stepping back from what Tim said, but to me, that's what's significant for worship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Josie. Tim was wrong in his answer. Great. Um, <laughs> like no, I got Brianna, what do you got? Like what, what would you, do you have anything that you would say in a corporate worship experience, this is what you should be looking for. This should be a part of of what the church is doing?
2: Yes, a couple things. One is I think that most people know or can or would recognize when an expression of worship is sincere. Mm-hmm. I think most people I I know that it really rubs me the wrong way if I if I know oh this just feels like oof, this feels like a little showy. Um, and not really sincere, um, so that's one thing. I I I don't think it has to be good music necessarily. I don't think it has to be professional quality, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do think you have to be sincere, and mm-hmm. I think people know. You know when when you when you're in the middle of that, and and it doesn't have to be music. I think it could be. I mean, a lot of worship takes other forms, like poetry. Or, gosh, I grew up. I, I'll say it again, I grew up in the assemblies of God, so there's a, a worship was a lot of different. I mean, there can be, you can worship in art, you can worship in dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. And t- But two, one, the other thing I really love about our church is there it's not all young people, and it's mm-hmm. not all older people. Mm-hmm. There's a really good mix of generations in our church, which I love, and I think you see less and less of yeah. in newer churches. I mm-hmm. think there's lots of churches that pop up that really appeal to a particular generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what you should look for is a mix of generations— um, I love to worship with people that don't all look exactly the same. I think that's really important yeah, yeah. Um, in a corporate worship experience. So,
0: yeah, I'm I'm biased. I mean, to me, I want music a part of it, and I, and I feel like that's biblical. I mean,
2: Definitely. scripture calls us yeah. over
0: and over again to sing. That, yes. that that God gives us the gift of music for the purpose of turning it back for our enjoyment, but and then also turning it back onto Him, and and expressing our our love that way um, there's something that I think that just happens in music that doesn't happen in other forms of art that speak I would say you know one of the things in a corporate worship setting that annoys me when I see other people other churches doing this is when it is um I mean Tim you, you you know I'm not a big fan of special music mm-hmm. like I don't I you know no. I, we can do it but to me it's more of a I'm gonna watch somebody else use their gift and I, I get it like that's that's good that can be a, an expression of art, but there should always be a sense of is the is the church invited to participate right. yeah. in what's happening yeah
2: I, and I, I agree with that completely and I think a lot of times the songs that we choose we one of the things that we try to focus on, I will say is um, words that everyone can participate in, yeah. singing together, yeah. right? Like singability. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is this something that's really going to resonate with our particular congregation? Are we going to get—what is the point of it? The point mm-hmm. of it is to get the most people to participate and to focus on how awesome God is and, you know. Yeah. Um, so I do agree music is, is probably the best way to do that, um, and it has been for a long time. Yeah. It's not the only way, but— um, but yeah I, that's one thing you would want to look for
0: yeah I mean that you you should be invited to participate if you are going to a church oh it's not gonna land well if you're going to a church where the people on stage are the thing and that if you didn't participate nothing would be missed and and, and you're not encouraged to participate um i don't i don't know that i would want to be a part of that yeah um, i agree just because it's it's like great you're super talented. And that's that's great. I mean, you're using your gifts for God's glory, but a lot of times... But
2: it's drawing attention to you. Yeah. And that's not the point of worship. That's not yeah. the point of it. So, yeah. if it, I mean, if you hear a special song and that draws the attention back to the Lord, that's one thing. Yeah. But if we're doing like a little mini American Idol, right. <laughs> you know, and yeah. we're just, oh, that person's super talented. That's cool, but that's not the point of what we're doing here. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, and but at, the, at the same time, so um, I know all the three of us via text chain over the years have had conversations about the singability of different yeah, songs. Yeah, and we um,
2: disagree on what singability means. Yeah, so right. I think yeah.
1: in, in in our in the dynamic that we have, um, I, I think. Jeff you're very centrist when it comes to our conversations I am much more traditional than you Brianna I love the singability of the hymns yeah. I think for I think the, the, one of the reasons that they've lasted for the generations is because they're extremely singable mm-hmm. and no ability of songs um it, it invites people in and if you don't know the song you're just gonna sit there and you're gonna watch people you love and I, I do too you love the art of you know this kind of uh, some of the new sound and just some of the kind of the modern like you know Maverick City and all that kind of stuff which I know Jeff from time to time will say that's a great individual worship song but it's not a very good and corporate so song. And he's, and he, does, do. he says it's so condescending. I do. He says it all the time. I he's, do. I would love to hear <laughs> you guys <laughs> yeah, because w- w- I, there and like I love Shane and Shane. Like I love their that yeah. whole I, the Psalm album and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I would agree that a lot of that stuff is so uh, creative, uh, it's like I don't I don't know the words like the syncopation. It's just not very. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not driven yeah. music. It's not very repetitive. Like every single one of their verses sound completely different. The harmony's super tight. It sounds awesome. Yeah. I love it for individual worship, but to bring that in and say, "All right, church, sing this." Like, I am not, you guys are musical minded. Like, I I know you say you're not, but you learn to play the piano by yourself, okay? Um, I need to know a song and I need to hear a song probably three, four times before I know it and I feel comfortable enough to sing it. And so, and, and if I'm the pastor who is a, I mean, a, and I consider myself a worshiper to the people who are average worshipers, they're not going to sing it for months before they know the right, song. Right. And so that's that's part of the singability to me, which is why I, and I don't want to be a church where we sing nothing but hymns, but the hymns are special to me because I grew up singing them yep. and I know them and I can sing them with my eyes closed and without even thinking about it, um, where some of the newer songs are beautiful and sound so much better than the hymns. But how singable are they?
3: Can I offer an an anecdote? No. Please. Um, As (laughs) watching the projectionist, so like from the the booth perspective, uh, there is an art to um, when you introduce a next song. Clicking next slide. uh, (laughs) uh, You have to lead uh, with enough time so that people have a chance to read read the slide and then participate in the song. And I'm sure you guys all have been aware, like it. Dramatically in, in um, influences I congregation participation yes. to on Absolutely. new songs on current songs <laughs> with weird choruses or weird verses.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. I would say that. Um, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to shoot from the hip, and as I as I'm saying it, the, the little man that's filtering is like, nope, don't say that. Uh, but I, the the person running projection is. So critical mm-hmm. because if you're not doing it well, you're encouraging people to not participate. You're not giving them the confidence to say, I know what comes next because what happens is, and I, this <laughs> this happened during how he loves two weeks ago. Um, I think you jumped on the melody. Like you came in early or you or somebody else did on the oh, first singing how, in, oh, how I, he I loves see. us, yeah. right? Somebody jumped in on it early and I went that guy, cause it was a man is not going to sing for the rest of the song because he was, he was exposed. Yeah. yeah, And it was like, Oh, I just sang when no one else sang. And I, you know, and at that point I was like, I bet that guy stopped singing. And, and that was, I mean, that was, I mean, that was his fault because that, you know, just follow us, but you know, it wasn't had anything to do with the slides, (laughs) but, but I'm saying, but it's that kind of, that level of confidence to me, when we've talked about music that we use in church as as creatives, as artists, as people who are listening to music, we are listening to the songs. We're discovering the songs usually before the church at large is Sure, like we go find the songs and then we say, okay, theologically, does this work? Does this, is this something that, that our people could, could play? Like I came across a song that I thought was really fantastic in the last week um, that one of our guitar players, when he got a look at it, he was like, do not do this song. This would be bad for you. And, uh, and I was like, okay, thank you. And, um, but the, the, one of the, the, the criteria for me is does this song have legs? And what I mean by that is, is this song, a song that we will be singing a year down the road, two, three years down the road, because while we spend a lot of time with the music, by the time we've played it in front of our people who have are hearing it for the first time, we've heard it dozens of times. Like, it is in our soul by the time we're teaching it, and it takes them a long time to be able to to learn the song, and, and, and you have to do it over and over again yeah. in order for them to be able to sing it confidently. And by the time the church is singing something confidently, most artists are like, I, I'm burned out on this song. And so that's such a, to me, that's a struggle because there are songs that we would love to do that I just go, I don't know that we're going to commit to this song for the next year or two. On the um, flip
1: side of that, can we uh, a song that has legs? Can we sweep the leg on oceans? Can we can we, we do sweep that the now? Leg on oh, good. All right. What do you
3: Don't mean you? sweep the leg on oceans? Don't play it anymore. That's a reference to the Karate Kid movie from 1984 <laughs> <laughs> that came out 20 years before. If him. a song has legs, can I chop
0: off the legs nope, and say yeah, you I have I no know. more legs? I am rolling my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because you like new music,
2: I well, okay, I, and I, I will,
0: love that you love new music. You I, take I "Sing say, to the Lord a New Song" as like I have to do that every week.
2: I, I let me say this is going to be the biggest difference I think between you guys and me mm-hmm. because I um, I approach selecting songs a lot differently, mm-hmm. um, and I grew up in just such a rowdier worship atmosphere so if some I think it's hilarious that if somebody sings a song like a line before anybody else that it's like a oh my gosh I'm super embarrassed now because I don't know I I think I think there should I would like to see a little bit more freedom like a Mm, like a teeny tiny little bit Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um just a little bit <laughs> um so if somebody claps in the wrong spot it's not like oh my gosh i'm, so, I'm not going to come back here for the sure. next three months I, I
0: would take people clapping I, I, think, I just
2: i think that's a little buttoned up a little sure. bit more buttoned up than we need to be and i, I, and I think, think there i will let you i will let you sorry speak one, one tiny second um but female explain this I, no yeah. i just want to say because I, I didn't say this last week and i should have i do believe that it makes sense to be prepared i do believe Um, that there's value to that, but Mm. there's also value to spontaneity. Mm. And during the worship is our really only chance during the service Mm -hmm. to express in a spontaneous way Mm. um, to the Lord how we feel about Him. So it might be a little off script, and we might sing a chorus more than once. And I think that's our expression to God in a way that is spontaneous. In this moment, I'm feeling this, and I want to express it to you. And that's what you would do in any love relationship, sure. right? Okay, yeah. go ahead, Josie. Sorry.
3: Yeah, I was just going to echo what you were saying. Um, I think for particularly like our Baptist tradition of, of worship, we we end up being very self conscious. So yes. mm-hmm. you sing a little bit out of order, and you and you're like, oh my you gosh. buckle down and you yes. think like right. you're very conscious of your partic- your place in the congregation. Yes. Whereas you might not be in an assembly God no. or another charismatic no. church. Yeah, yeah. Some of that's
1: a dude thing though. I and mean, when you look out in any church in any in in, in any um. Tradition, you're gonna find many more female expressions than yeah, expressions. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes
2: I like. I, I somebody at our church who moved away, and I didn't get to know the person, but somebody came up to me after worship and said, "I'm, so, thank you so much for not. It just seems like you don't." <laughs> It's probably not a compliment. <laughs> you don't care what you look like when you are worshiping, <laughs> and I don't. Yeah. It's true, I don't. That's yeah. not. I don't. I really don't care. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. Um, and I look said, like
1: an idiot, and I don't care. I don't
2: care. That's not, I'm sure. not there to look dignified. Yeah, I'm just not. You know, sure. like
1: way to go, scriptural. I just
2: yeah. I, so she and she said that really helped me. Like, I never felt comfortable raising my hands during yeah. worship, and I really felt comfortable doing that because you were doing it. And I was like, well, that's cool. I'm glad you – I mean, not that you have to worship that way, but I never want my kids to feel, like, embarrassed to raise their hands during worship. Right, if sure. You, if that is your love expression in that moment, sure. do it, you uh, know? Yeah.
1: yeah, I agree with you in terms of the spontaneity, and I think it, um, historically that's something the that people like me who have the pulpit ministry versus you guys who have the music ministry – uh, the pulpit ministry people have told the music ministry people for generations: just stay in your lane, sing mm-hmm. the songs, just stay to the script. But then, once I get in the pulpit, if I find a rabbit trail, I'll chase it. I don't right. care, mm-hmm. right? Where and that's the spontaneity, right? But well, I think that's unfair.
0: But the di- the I would say the difference in that is that you are taking us somewhere on a rabbit trail, whereas our job is to say, all together now and if i'm over here and she's over here and then the drummers in the back just the holy spirit just told him to start playing in 3/4 time right then what's going to happen is is that the people watching and participating are going to be like i don't i don't know what's happening here and unless and, you're and, a fan of jazz right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no
2: but i think the way that we've done that has been has been helpful. I'm not going to say like every single time we've done that, it's worked out great. Sure. Like you right. know, But I'm just saying we try and as we're leading, we'll say, I know that I will say, or Jeff will say, we're going to sing that chorus one more time, right. you know, because I'm feeling it in that moment. Um, I think when I first started, I do not think that we did anything like that ever.
1: <laughs> Way to bring it, girl. <laughs> I'm just Sure saying. we did.
2: But I, I think that we can be, I think there's value to spontaneity. I think worship is a unique time to do that. mm mm-hmm. Um, so how much did you, cents. before she
1: came, how much did you go off script versus, w- w- or on the flip side, was it me in the moment saying, let's go off script and sing that one more time or sing a different song or say, cause I'm the curveball thrower." thrower. Yeah, I h- highly admit that I, I screw you guys up all the time with that.
0: So I would, I would say, and, and this is something that I have to work on this year, I think, uh, in terms of taking risks, I'm more of a, when it comes to worship leading, I want everybody to end up at the same spot mm. together um band and uh and congregation that that if if us as worship leaders, if we end up somewhere else and people aren't there with us, then it doesn't matter how cool and how much personal worship we just did, we didn't do our job because and, and not our job, but like our calling and our purpose at that moment to me is is to say I need to get everybody yeah. here. Yeah, definitely. And and so prior I mean, no, I mean we had a a a band so the history of us is that we had a band of five people that pretty much existed from 2003 and with like one or two little drummer changes uh 2003 to about 2016 17 before we really started introducing other players mm. and so at that time it was super easy to go off script because i could say hey we're going to do this again and the band could feel it the band knew where we were going now it's every week we have a different lineup of or at least some players are now so there's not going to be a whole lot of guys i'm gonna i'm gonna jump this on you and we're gonna go over here um, not that we can't and by all means you know if, if the spirit says go go um, and there have been plenty of times where i've I've looked out and saw something happening in the congregation. It wasn't happening in me. And I just was like, you know, we're going to camp out here for a little bit and something's happening out there. And so let's just kind of figure all that out. So, I mean, I, I'm not anti-spontaneity at all. The only thing that just annoys me a little bit is when you have these worship events where people have the planned spontaneity. Oh And yeah, so like, no, like now we're no, just going to no. be spontaneous for nine no, minutes. That's and it's like, just, okay, that just feels whatever.
2: contrived. No, I, I don't, I don't like that at all, but I do, I do think, so when I, if I'm looking at a song, I like songs where if we don't follow the slides exactly, it's okay. Sure. Because we're going to repeat the same line nine times.
0: Right. <laughs>
2: right. If you don't know the song, it doesn't really matter. It's right. Only three words in it. <laughs>
0: but but that that requires confidence on their part to go even if the words are wrong. I'm st- I still know where we're going, and I think that's been been my struggle in terms of introducing new stuff is to go. I want there to be. For the most part, I want people to feel confident in their worship experience to go, I can participate and 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 I'm not being left in the dust. So if we do something new, it will usually be surrounded by two things that we sing really well. Yeah. So yeah. that people go, okay, I sang this well, I'm a little, okay, I'm back to participating. Um, because, I mean, I think we all, that that to me, and, and, and to kind of wrap this up and get on to question number two, 50 minutes into this podcast, Um there are so many different ways to express worship, and so Josie, we kind of jumped off your thing really fast, but you know, totally affirm that that there are people who will worship that way liturgically. That that to me, I don't get anything out of that because to me, it's someone else has written this stuff, and after a while, it can just become the same thing. Um, and I want to be able to express myself in a way that is a little more natural. And a little more like, hey, I didn't just say this last week as well. But there are other people who that is their their thing, and we value both. And like, there's not there's not a wrong way to do corporate worship. Our express, I mean, what we're saying here is that there should be spirit and truth, and you should feel a part of the corporate worship experience. And, and however, whatever that looks like would be good. Well, I would say, I do think there needs to be, to me, I would, spirit and truth, I would say there needs to be some form of revelation and then a response to it. If it's just everybody getting around and poetry and snapping their fingers, well, then that's just a coffee house. Well, then then that's not truth. Right. Well, but what I'm saying, but no, but it, I mean, uh, uh yeah.
1: You could have worship that is fully song. You could have worship that is fully preaching, you could have yeah. worship that is yeah. fully prayer. So I it doesn't like have to be a combination, but yeah. what it, what it has to be an element. There must be one element at least yeah. in it. You can't just, you know uh, worship to meet like a small group getting together and just like just discussing that's not worship. No. That's you know, that's growth and that's, that's, that's conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. But that's not but truth. So that's not standing on truth.
0: So we've talked about Corporate worship and the purpose of it, the meaning behind it, and, and just some of the things, the, the reason that it's so critical in the life of the Christian. However, something happened this past year that sort of killed corporate worship, uh, at least for a while in many places. Some places haven't even recovered yet or reopened. Um, with COVID and the quarantines and the lockdowns, many places our church was was not immune to this. We locked down for what, like 15 weeks? I think we we shut down for 15 weeks of, of, of being closed, and we could only deal with like 10 people in the room, and we had to get super creative to do it. And so I want to take just a couple minutes and talk about what happened in 2020 with corporate worship, because mm-hmm. we have now reopened. We've been open since the end of June of 2020, but there is definitely a difference mm-hmm. in terms of what the corporate worship expression looks like right now. And so just throwing it out there, uh, let's talk about what happened in 2020 with COVID. Was the corporate worship experience when you're watching at home or watching at a different time, is that a legit expression of corporate worship? What were the challenges of last year with corporate worship? And were there any benefits to, hey, doing it this way versus the way I guess we had normally do it with just in-person live worship?
1: So... Yeah, so there's two ways that you can worship worship virtually. One is to actually engage in worship, the other is to sit and watch. But the same thing happens in person. You can actually engage or you can just come and sit and watch. So that's that's really whether you, that's really going to come down to whether the person is a worshipper or not, not the actual forum of the worship being in person or virtual. But in my opinion, virtual worship is the spare tire of the car. Um, It Mm -hmm. is for emergency purposes only. It is meant to only be driven a few miles, and then you have to put a legit tire back on the car if you want to be considered a car. But the problem is, 2020, there's a lot of people who have gotten really comfortable with the donut on the car. (laughs) And, like, you know, I'll be fine. Like, it'll hold up. It'll be fine. I can still drive 55. Um, and (laughs) the people who designed the car would be like, nah, that's not what that's meant for. Um, and so, yeah, we, 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 for emergency purposes only, we went virtual and I think it's still good for the people that need it in the emergency people, you know, you're, you know, my, you know, my significant, my spouse and your spouse are staying home for the reasons that are true and right. And so they're still using that spare tire, but um, I mean, my full, you know, my, my family's excited to take the spare tire off when they can, when, yeah. when the tire is now available, available again. And I fear that people are getting comfortable in the spare.
0: Yeah. Well, and I would say, I think, I think you're right that if you're not a worshiper, then virtual worship is not really, you're not, it's not going to change anything. Yeah. However, I do think if you're kind of a worshiper, um, and I consider myself to be someone who worships. If yeah. I had, when I was at home, so a couple weeks ago when I was out and you filled in. Staycation. I, I watched. I did not sing along. Like I didn't. And, and I but know. That's,
2: I mean, how could, you, I don't, I don't know that I could do that really though either. Like,
0: but that's what we were encouraging people to do. Yeah. And like, I, I know from, there would be many times where we would look down the barrel of the camera and say, in your home, stand up and sing with us. And I know good and well, nobody did. <laughs> However, <laughs> there was a, a family and this just it just like made me, I, I loved it so much. They took a video of them, I guess, watching us or they were participating with us during our Easter worship and we were doing Glorious Day, which uh, you really need a full room to bring everything down like that, that it doesn't work uh, without people. And yet I, you know. On the video, they cranked up the TV, and in their little house, they were singing as loud as they could. And I was like, that's awesome. I bet you're the only people doing that. I, maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure there are some people who were throwing stuff at the at the you know whatever they're listening novelty. on.
1: Novelty, novelty means a lot. You remember five years yeah. ago when we had a blizzard and we did the first live yeah. worship mm-hmm. ever yeah. from your living room. That was awesome. And was a lot of fun. people. I mean, we saw pictures and video of a lot of people sitting in their living room mm-hmm. worshiping, actually singing. Mm-hmm. It was novel. Yeah. And probably the first day of of shut down COVID quarantine, people sang. But then the novelty wore off.
2: Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, for our family, I don't know when we'll be able to come to church again, right? Yeah, all together. So that's hard. I mean, that's really hard to just to not worship with your family and never yeah. know when that's going to change. So yeah. that that's really hard. That's one thing that changed. Like, and we were just starting to get able to come to church all together. Groove. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Right before COVID hit. So that's a real bummer. Um, it's just a weird way to grow up. Like, I come home after church, and like, and the and Fred's like. Yeah, the kids watch you on TV. <laughs> yeah, so it's a weird way. It's a weird way to introduce them to church. It's not my experience at all. I I kind of worry for them, like yeah. how they're gonna, yeah. you know, connect with mm-hmm. a, being part of a church family. Because I do think that's really important. I think anytime like something really serious um, has happened in a community, you deal with it in church right. together. Yeah. So it's weird to be dealing with it separate. Mm-hmm. And it was very eerie to be worshiping in a room full of no one. Yeah. That was weird. That was really weird. It was weird. really weird. Um, So it, it took a lot of getting used to, not by choice. Like, it just, we had to do it. Like you said, to spare tire kind of situation. Um, So I hope people don't get comfortable with it because there's so much value to being physically there if it's safe to do it. Um, but I, you know.
1: I'm going to confess early. I got used to it. Yeah. I got I, I that 15 too. by that 15th, 16th week or something. I got comfortable in the just talking to the cameras, nobody in. Yeah. And I'll be uh, totally honest, and I'm not proud of this. When we like, we were the week that we're coming back, I was feigning a little bit of excitement that people were going to be in the room.
2: I was terrified. Yeah. I was really scared. Yeah. I was, too, you yeah. Know, I to was be like, I,
1: I don't, I was like, I, like, yay, we got people in the room. But at the same time, I'm going I, like, I was kind of like okay with it back then. You know, when when it was just
0: me and the camera. For somebody who uh, has frequent stage fright, now those fifteen weeks were kind of <laughs> awesome because you're there was nobody in the room, and I well, could plus just like we could practice. do
2: things over, right? At yeah. the, well, at the very beginning, yeah. Yeah. we could do it over. We well, weren't what,
1: taping; we were always live.
0: No, she's talking about like our worship. Uh, the Wednesday worship Wednesday
2: stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah no, we were we were always live. It's like no, we were live.
0: We were always live on Sundays. Except those, yeah, except those concerts that we did. Because, and that was, that was not for any other reason other than just honoring the personnel we had in the room, Mm -hmm. because with COVID, we wanted to, we didn't want to come back. And so it wasn't, we were trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. Um, We legit were just like, we want to be respectful. The government has said, you know, keep it you know, travel light. And so he said, okay, we've got the people here. Let's just record. And, and I do have a little bit
1: them. of pride in that though. Like a lot of churches have gone to, you know, they've, you know, they, they, like we did a Christmas Eve, you know, they've done several shots of everything. They, it, yeah. it looks so much better than ours. Yeah. But I do have a little bit of pride in saying we're live and we've always been live on Sunday morning. Yeah. 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 We haven't, no, we didn't, stuff. we didn't edit it. No. 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 no, we
0: just, we, we just tried to, and, and it's for someone, like I said, for somebody who who, enjoys not being in front of people now. Um, that was an interesting experience. Um, I But all that to say, I would much rather have people in the room. Oh, yeah, I hate the masks so much yeah. because it just, you know, the few times that I have not been in worship leading and then I've just been in worship like during our classic service and I'm singing along, I'm like, my breath feels hot. Like my glasses are fogging up. Like this is not a fun experience. And I That's go, not- I, I can't imagine everyone else out there doing this week in and week out, like God bless you if you're, if you're doing it, but it really, it really, I think created some, I think it did some damage to the corporate worship experience because like you said, Tim, so many people have gotten used to saying, Hey, I don't have to get up and fight mm-hmm. with my family and, yeah, and, definitely. and just like struggle uh, to do this kind of thing. And, and I get it. I mean, it is comfortable. It is easy. Uh, but there is value in doing things that are a little bit more of a sacrifice. I know we have said multiple times, um, we love our Thursday night service, which is coming back. Coming back this week, I'm I'm nervous for that. Um, that's going to be an, an adjustment and a change. Um, but one of the things we really like is that when you have to make an effort to participate, like your head is probably in the right spot. Your heart is probably in a way of going, you know what, I could be doing something else right now um I would rather be in worship and I feel like God honors that. I yeah. feel like you come prepared to worship and then God's going to say, "All right, let's go. You want to meet with me? I'll meet with you." But if it's just like a, I'm just showing up because this is what I have to do as a Christian, then you have no expectation in worship and therefore why would you expect God to move? You know? And and I to me I just I th- I think COVID really did some damage in that, in that way. And as Christians, we've got to be able to fight back on that. But we don't want to, uh, to go super long, (laughs) longer than we went last week. And so I just want to jump to this, this last question and ask you guys, if you could tell the church anything about corporate worship, what would you want them as a worship leader, as a pastor, as a tech lead, what would you want the church to know and understand about the corporate worship experience?
1: Uh, it is meant for engagement. Okay. Yeah. It is not a passive um, event. It is an active event that you participate in. So corporate worship is participatory.
0: Okay. bri what do you got? What oh. would you want to tell the church? Be more spontaneous?
2: <laughs> I can say that. I don't think anyone's going to... Let Do go it. of
1: your inhibitions. I think that's, yeah, that's definitely what I've heard from yeah, you. Yeah
2: yeah, definitely. Don't uh, worry about you know, the people around you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's okay to raise your hands. It's okay to clap as yeah. long as yeah. you're not. And friend another confession of mine is <laughs> sometimes because I'm
1: always sitting on the front row, yeah, I had to get over that raising my hands because I'm like, crap. You know, everybody, I'm, I'm I'm in everybody's view. They're trying to look at the words on the, s- the screen, and here go my daggone hands up in front of everybody. Tim, and I just, massive hands. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I normally you say I have tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Your hands are Trumpian, my yeah. good sir. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I had to like, uh, there was a point in my ministry, I'm like, you know just forget it you know well, if it, I not, don't want to be distracting right right yeah but if i can model worship in that way yes. then let it be done
2: yeah and i don't want i don't want to leave anyone with the impression that i think that is the only way to of worship course. definitely sure. not sure. and i i wouldn't want anyone to take that away from what i'm saying of course um but i do feel I don't want anyone, I would hate to see that somebody was in our congregation mm-hmm. and worshiping and felt like, oh, I really, I really want to just raise my hands and I just feel too embarrassed to sure. do that. I would hate I would hate to know that that's happening. Yeah. I mean, usually on the weeks when Jeff's not there and we're mm-hmm. really having a great time, mm-hmm. I I usually tell the band. <laughs> Sing, church, let's go. I know. Right. I usually tell the band before we start, I just say, listen, if you guys have been having like a crap week, can you just take this? 30 minutes mm. and let it all out. Yeah. Like, like let it all out. Sure. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> you sure. know, everything I've brought into church with me, I get it all out sure. on the stage. So the, yeah. my
1: direction that I give to people when it comes to inhibitions in worship, like, you don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to dance. You don't have to stop. Just tell your face. If you're going to sing about the joy of the Lord, tell your face. Like the people, <laughs> yeah. like it just, and, and, and you will be distracting no one if you sing with a smile and, and actually let your face shine in worship. Yeah. yeah. That's my normal that's direction. True. Like, that's the minimum, in my opinion.
3: On the topic of uh, losing your inhibitions, um, I would say also don't be distracted. Um, speaking from like the technical perspective, there are so many different cogs that go into this machine of corporate worship, at mm. least in the modern day, you have the, the tech, you have the projection, you have the, the band, you have the preaching, you have th- the other congregants around you. There's always going to be something that can be distracting and don't let that rip you out of your, 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 your experience. That's yeah, good. That's hard. Yeah. yeah that is hard really hard. Yeah,
0: and,
1: Cause the feedback comes and you're like, well, that just took me out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Or, I mean, there's a lot of churches that run around with camera crew on stage. Like it, yeah. when that happens, I'm like, I don't, like, I, I understand what they're doing. Yeah. You're putting on a great show. Um, but for me in the room, I've had to just—I've like, been in those uh, the, in those moments where I've been like, if I'm going to participate in what you're wanting me to participate in, then I'm going to have to close my eyes. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm connected this way, but because I'm so distracted by the things that are, that are going on. Here's what I would say. Um, when it comes to corporate worship, uh, you need to do more than just show up. Right. That that worship leaders, pastors, tech, we have a responsibility to create an environment free of distraction where you and the Holy Spirit can meet. But it's kind of like I, I kind of equate it to like a counselor or to a trainer, which is if you want to see success, if you want to go deeper, you have to do the work. Right. Like we can't force you to worship. We can create an environment where that that can take place. And hopefully that is our goal to do that and that we are worshiping ourselves, but you have to do more than just show up and go. These people are going to force feed me Jesus. Um, If you have not been spending time in worship in personal worship throughout the week, if you've not been hearing stories or experiencing God throughout the week, that Sunday morning experience is going to be fairly bland for you. And so my recommendation would be, and we're going to talk about this next week, but really work on your personal worship Mm. outside of church and then watch what happens when you show up with your Jesus and your Holy Spirit that you have been working on all week long and then watch what happens.
1: It'll multiply, but zero multiplied is... By zero. Zero. And
0: and I think we have so many people, and, and COVID made it a lot harder, so many people who are just... Not experiencing that, or not having those moments outside of the corporate experience, and then therefore they show up in it and go, "Why am I not feeling anything?" And I'm like, "But it, that's it, a it consumer mentality
2: too. That's yeah. a consumer here to to watch what happens yeah. and watch what these guys do." And I I would say to our to the Congress or anyone with that mindset, "I'm not interested in that.
0: Yeah. I, I'm not no. interested
2: in being a part of that. That's not why I'm doing what I'm. That's not why I'm no. leading." You know,
0: it's no fun if people aren't singing along and participating. Right. I mean, and then at that point, it's like I tell them all the time, then you're just watching band practice. Right. That's not that's not good. So, you know, do do the work and and identify what hurdles you have coming into corporate worship that's going to cause you to be like, why am I not feeling anything? Well, what did you do this week? You know, where did you fill your mind with? And if it wasn't Jesus, you're probably going to have a tough time. And and so, you know, be willing to get rid of that and and do the work. I know we're starting to run long, so let's move on. Uh, Confession. This is the part where we sit around and talk about how bad we are. I will uh, go first because I think it'll just kind of jump on what I just said a couple minutes ago. Um, I I confess that there are many times where I am judging other people's worship. Um, not, not corporately, not like if you're—that's going to sound terrible— like if you're in our church or you're a worshiper. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what's happening on the stage. Um, to me, I, I'm, I'm a very big believer in— uh, authenticity and the desire to lead people. And there's so many um, churches that are putting on a show and it's clearly, it, see, I'm doing it right now. It clearly feels like a show to me. And yet when I look around, I go, this is resonating with somebody this is resonating with some people. Um, it's just not me. And I think there've been a lot of times where I have taken my experience and said, if this is not resonating with me, then it's not real. And hmm. that's not fair hmm. uh, because that, that that takes it away from—and th- this will also kind of tie in uh, with my confession from next week. I know what my uh, confession from next week is going to be um, already because it's it's something I do a lot. So that, that to me, is—I uh, need to work on that. Um, sometimes it's a matter of closing my eyes. Uh, and it usually comes when I'm talking about, like, not anything locally, but, like, larger-scale churches where I just see—like, um, even Passion. I love Passion. I was watching some— Some passion video of uh, from their event last year, and um, they they hit the chorus of "Glorious Day" and they all just start doing the white person skip, um, which is just like a very (laughs) aggressive skipping around the thing. And I'm going, you never see non-white people doing that. Like that's just around the room. It's just dumb. And and yet that's some people's expression. And so I'm sorry for for doing that.
1: Cotton Eye Joe. Um, I already (laughs) confessed earlier. So.
0: Yeah. He did. You
1: I, I said that I was I, I feigned excitement oh, to oh, oh, get oh, back oh. into I was actually getting used to and
3: actually enjoying
0: the
2: I feel like there's more things you could confess. To
1: oh confessing. for
0: sure I do too. <laughs> I mean I, I don't ever feel like he goes as deep as he should, but <laughs> so very
3: so for me I, I have to bring my confession from last week back again this week because I did it again. Um last week I, I said that uh I get very like, judgmental, and I also said distracted. I distract myself a lot when I'm, like, in the booth because I notice the things that are wrong um, because I'm very isolated in that environment of just, like, the production. Um, And yesterday, if this is you and you're listening right now, um, no, I have no idea who you are, so don't (laughs) feel guilty about this. But you were preaching, and there was a baby, like, making noise or crying in the audience. And that was the only thing I could hear was was this audience noise. We're somehow... 25% twenty five percent capacity and and we get the, the worst of both worlds where yeah. we, we we don't have um the lack of room noise but we also don't have the the audience presence. Um so I find myself getting distracted by that as well. And that was a problem that I mentioned last week and I did
0: it again this week. So that's my confession again. It's all right. We'll keep working on it. Do we have enough time for Brianna to say all the things she's sorry for?
2: Oh my No, I think <laughs> my confession is Um, sometimes I don't practice, you guys. (laughs) We're very,
0: very, very aware of this.
2: Sometimes I do not practice, and it's a real problem since my older brother's been playing bass once Uh in a while. He's, a extreme type A Uh when it comes to...
0: He practices. He
2: practices, and, and he'll you can like. Tell. Yeah, you can tell, and he'll come. Shut up. And he'll like text me in the middle of the week, and he was like, "Hey, did you work out the turnaround at the end of the bridge?" Blah blah blah. And I'm like,
1: "What song are you talking about?" I don't even yeah. know Any what. Of, yeah. I said.
2: I said, Jason. Sometimes I roll out of bed on Sunday morning, and that's the first time I've looked at the song. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. I mean, and I, you guys have been extremely gracious to me in that because I think you know we I'm have. doing the best that I can. I'm treading water some weeks. Yeah. We yeah. are um, the
0: best.
3: You feel pretty great. <laughs>
2: you guys are pretty gracious to me about that. Amen. But I'm just confessing <laughs> that sometimes I don't practice. I'm not proud of it. I'm not taunting anyone. I'm not like saying, oh, look how good I am. And I don't, I don't even practice. I'm just saying, like, sometimes I don't practice. And I but should. you
0: know, you know, we can always tell when you practice. You know how we know? Because you tell us. You're (laughs) always like, I (laughs) practiced this week. It's like, great. Do it next week. Like, Uh, look how how much fun it is. We went
2: to record the uh, Christmas Eve stuff. Yeah. And the guy, what was the guy? Greg. Greg. Okay. Greg was like, hey, did you, you warmed up and everything for this? And I was like, no.
0: Was I supposed to do that? (laughs) Yeah. No. Why why prepare? I don't (laughs) care.
2: I do not come no.
0: prepared. Well, see, now, here's the thing. Once we confess things, then we start working to do that. Unless you're Josie, you just bring Listen, it back next week. Listen, I've been warming up Repentance. in the car.
2: Yeah. I've been warming up in the car before I get to church. Right. That's
0: good. That's, That's good. a real
2: step forward for me.
0: We have to do great Christian people a person because we didn't do it last week. Oh. And this one is so easy for me. Yeah, okay. Uh, this was probably the easiest great Christian person I've ever had to come up with on this topic. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my pops, mm. Raymond Higgins. Um, most... Young men do not grow up wanting to be worship pastors when they when they are young. Like they don't look at, like being a worship pastor is not a sexy gig. Um, you will not get rich off of this unless you're doing all the things that you probably shouldn't be doing. Um, this is not a, a cool job. I had pastoral mentors when I decided to go into the ministry, sit me down and go, literally is there anything else you can do do that instead well they've heard you sing (laughs) (laughs) like and i was i was thinking about it today i I honestly and and i don't know if this is a confession or if it's a i don't know like i don't know that i would want ministry for my kids you know how, like you have actors who are like no i don't want my kids in the industry i don't know that i would want my kids in ministry Mm -hmm. um it is it is hard And a lot of, I mean, there there are great moments. I mean, there there are moments that are just like, oh, this is this is why we do what we do. Those are not often. I mean, it's it's a struggle. And so, like, the only reason I would want to do that is by watching someone do it really, really well throughout my whole life, and to see the benefit, to see to have those experiences in worship, and then. Once I decided and and, and got the first job, like when I committed to ministry, I didn't actually think it was going to happen as quickly as it did. Um, And then he was right there to basically kind of correct me and help me, but then also kind of let me do my own thing. And I think everybody would look at what he did and what I did and said, oh, yeah, you did your own thing. Um, And so that was uh, I'm I won the lottery when it comes to uh, when it comes to dads, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, and so that, that was just such a, I mean, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if he did not do what he did. So Please. I am uh, super grateful for Pops.
1: Well, I think that's a perfect segue for me to mention my great Christian person. I don't know if you know this, Brianna, but for 21 episodes now, Jeff has been waiting for me to mention <gasps> him as my oh, so great <laughs> great Christian person. And so today I want to honor Brianna Jarrett. Oh, get out of here! <laughs> As my great Christian person. Oh, I set that one up so hard. Now, here's what I want to say, Brianna. So his time you're times... still going with Brianna? Yeah, absolutely. This
0: is legit.
1: So we mentioned earlier, and I mentioned that sometimes you just, you you tell the church, come on, sing. Like, and you just drop off the mic and you say, and sometimes, quite honestly, those moments are painful because <laughs> there's are. like 20, you know, it's Thursday night, there's like 30 people in the room and only 10 of us are singing or something. And it's just in like half of us are off key and are like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? <laughs> But you continue to do it, and <laughs> quite honestly, I admire that. You continue to to force participation and say, listen, this isn't about me singing. I'm going to back off the mic, and I'm going to let, like, come on, church, let's go, let's sing, and I appreciate when you do that, even when it's painful.
2: Thank you, Tim.
3: Yeah. Is that, that's it? That's it. <laughs> so my great Christian person um, is also a, a worship pastor from the, the state of Maryland, and um, I've got to call out uh, Jeremy Willett and the Willett Brothers. Okay. Um specifically because uh I I got to see they were for the uninitiated they were a band at one point they were J-Dub. brothers. Yeah. became a band. Um, but Jeremy Willett is a is a worship pastor and he does a bunch of great work. Um but I think they have a really tight control on I've talked about this balance between like production and and like genuineness we talked mm-hmm. about it last week. They have a really great control on that Mm -hmm. um i went to go see a concert from them it was like their last show before they broke up the band themselves and they went from playing heavy metal into like heartfelt soulful worship yeah and it's just like it's not a switch for them it's like a it's like a volume knob like they Mm -hmm. can they can turn it on they can turn it off they can fade It, it was really great and uh I just want to commend them for for having a great balance and control over that. Yeah, yeah. As far as Good I understand, people.
1: they had multiple uh, like over the years label offers, and they never uh, signed with any of them because they did not want the label telling them what to sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they wanted that control and that freedom.
0: To anyway, yeah. Brianna, do you have a great Christian person?
2: I have. I have three, all of the same group. So there are three women at our church who really embodied what it means to worship the Lord. Mm-hmm. Not in song, not in music at all, but these three ladies, I'm gonna call them out, Gail and Janelle and Judy. Man, they just, when we were, when my family was basically a girl on our knees, they just came and like hooked arms with me, did not ask, mm. did not ask for permission, did not care if I would feel uncomfortable. And- Walked um in the door. Gosh, yeah, mm. they did. And that really meant so much to me. Um, super grateful for them. And they really showed me how important it is to have church family, mm-hmm. something I didn't know was that important and that critical. So um, I really love that. Yeah. I really appreciate them. And uh, they're part of our family for forever. So sucks to be them.
0: All, <laughs> all three of those ladies are amazing. They're just fantastic. That I mean, me up. that's a good it, No, they, 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 they really are just the these best. These ladies
2: yeah? were the ones that stood up with me at the twins' um, dedication service, mm-hmm. they stood with me. Yeah. And they were in the NICU, like, holding the babies and just sitting with me. Like, being in the NICU is so lonely, you guys. Like, mm-hmm. um, and uh, gosh, I just remember Gail coming and being like... And she did not ask. Mm-hmm. I think we ask so much, like, is it okay if I blah, blah, blah? If they had asked, I would have said no. Um, sure. But she did not ask. She did not care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just so appreciate that. That was that was such an act of worship that mm. they continue to do. And if I needed anything, I know I could call any one of those ladies and I didn't know them at all before, sure. before that happened. So so
3: what you're saying here is when I need to borrow Ari to go pick up hot girls, um, <laughs> I just don't ask. <laughs>
2: yeah. don't ask. Just do it. I'll, I'll wheel it right out into awesome. the driveway. <laughs> He's here. You pick him up anytime. Uh, no, they're just awesome. That was such service to the yeah. Lord. Um, they were doing like the stuff that nobody else wanted to do, and that they, they do it. They did it so joyfully, mm. and I know to this day I could call them and be like, "Guys, I need help," and they would be there for me. So I just love them, and um, that they was are, a cool thing to experience. They
0: are all amazing. They really yeah. are. Uh, shout out to Gail, world best chicken salad.
2: Real good chicken oh salad. Oh, gosh. It
0: is, it is the best. <laughs> and uh, just all of those ladies are just amazing. Yeah,
2: and they're not as nice as people think they are. I try and tell people that. No one believes me. We'll but I'm edit just this like, out, Jose. Listen, also, if I needed someone killed, like on the sly, I would call any one of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if I needed someone to bury a body... Any one of those ladies would do it. I think they
0: probably have buried bodies. I think it's that's probably true. They're probably like the Baptist Mafia.
2: Yes.
0: Anyway, uh, so guys, thank you so much for hanging with us on this episode. Brianna, thank you so much for uh, for being a part and sharing your wisdom and some of your story. And we look forward to you being back next week. Maybe we should have <laughs> asked ahead of time. Guys, uh, we would love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at GCP pod. You can email us at GoodChristianPod at gmail.com. And next week, we're going to wrap up our discussion on worship. We're going to look at how we can deepen our own personal worship experience. Our personal and corporate worship lives are dependent on each other, and in order to be all that Christ has called us to be, we have to get this right. Until then,
1: be good. Amen. And a woman.
3: listening to Good Christian People, the podcast. Today's episode is recorded on January 4th, 2021 by Jeff Higgins and Tim Beyer, two pastors living in beautiful Glen Burnie, Maryland. If you'd like to find more of our content, please check us out online at goodchristianpod.com or by following us on Twitter at GCP. Two. One.
0: Nipple!
3: This has been a test of the ever-loving Bot Snipple Clipping System.